we like to say good morning to our church family. We, we thank and praise God for your presence this morning. We also like to say good morning to our online community who have been just as faithful as our local assembly. So we, we just love that you're there. Uh, and we want to give them a hand clap of praise for being present. Church family, let's give them a hand clap of praise. Our online community that have been faithful followers and faithful believers. And we praise God for that. So this time we're going to get ready for the word. And if you pull on the word barrier, you'll be able to get some word. Amen. And that will be able to carry you throughout the week. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes it gets rough through the week. Amen. So you've got to have something to chew on, something to bite on. Amen. One more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Good morning, church. I want you to turn with me to the book of Luke, the 18th chapter. It's good to see everybody this morning and... uh, we're praying for those that wasn't able to make it for various reasons, uh, but we just thank God for those of us that are assembled here together in the spirit and in the flesh, as well as those online who are a part of this particular camp. I like that song uh, at the mention of your name. If you would, please, uh, church, if you could just help me. At the mention of your name, every tongue confess. Help me, church. At the mention of your name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. You are, you are God. You are God. At the mention of your name, every tongue confess, Lord, you are God. Jesus, you are God. Jesus, you are God. Thank you, Jesus. At the mention of your name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you as humbly as we know how this morning. Father, giving you all praise and honor which you do unto you. Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning and carrying us on our way, guiding us, Father. Your word is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And Father God, we just thank you, Father. We thank you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let the church say amen, please. Let the church say amen once again. And once again for the Holy Spirit. Will you please give God a hand clap and praise this morning in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Now, will you give yourselves a hand, prayer, clap, and a praise to yourself this morning, Father God, for being here. Our message today is entitled Backdoor Ambush. Backdoor Ambush. In spite of all the things that are going on, we still have to be on top of ourselves. Amen? Amen. So in Luke 18, 
uh, chapter 18 verses, uh, that chapter there in the beginning of it, we see that Jesus, he spake a parable unto this end, and he said that men ought to always pray, not sometimes, but always pray and faint not. That word pray there means to be in a worship mode with God, be in connection with God, be in a relationship with God, be ready to hear the instructions of God, be ready to pour out our inner being to God. You see, that word pray there means a whole lot of things. And God says here that, you know, men ought to not sometimes, but Always pray and faint not. In other words, don't get slack on that. And then he goes on and he speaks a parable. And the parable is about this woman. And this woman, she was bugging this king constantly because she had been done wrong and she was needing some relief from somebody of a higher power. You ever needed any relief from somebody that was greater than you? And you went to them and you asked for help and they really didn't want to help you, but at the same time you continued to bug them and bug them and bug them until you finally got what you asked for. Well, that's why this woman, she kept going to the king. She kept going. And the king didn't believe in God, could care less about God, didn't fear God, didn't do none of that. But he got tired of her coming to him. So he decided. See, he was convinced by her nagging to give her what she desired. Well, see, that's why Jesus said what he said. He said, keep on nagging God. Don't stop. Because he ain't ain't like the king that didn't fear God. He's God and God all by himself. And and he doesn't mind us nagging him, you see. So he, he, he wants us to get that breakthrough to him, you see, because a lot of our prayers... Are, are trapped in heaven and and God don't hear from heaven until we get in line with things the way he has told us to get in line with so 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 God said now you need to always pray to me and don't faint because first of all I don't mind you nagging me just keep on nagging me just keep on nagging me just keep on telling me and speaking to me about what it is that you need from me amen and eventually, just like that other king that didn't fear God, God, who is God, he'll take heed to that prayer and bring it about. You see, there are no prayers that aren't answered. It's either a yes or a no or a not now. Do you understand that? There are no prayers that aren't answered. People talking about, well, he didn't answer my prayer. Yes, he did. He answered it. He said no. And if it happens, then he said yes. And if he tells you to wait a while, then you ain't ready for it yet, so wait, you know. So here we are, and we're finding that we need to always pray and faint not. Go with me to Matthew twenty-six forty-one. <coughs> Just want to break the ground here. Matthew twenty-six forty-one. We we'll see here in the scripture. Where Jesus also speaking, he says, watch him. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he told his people, his disciples, to watch for him while he go and pray, right? 
So he comes back and he finds them sleeping. You know, like disciples, they notoriously sleeping, you know. That's why we're dealing with this word backdoor ambush this morning, okay? It's a powerful word, and you really need to stay up on what God is telling us here this morning because it can help us if we focus in, I say if we focus in on what it is that God is saying here. So God says, now I need you to watch and pray in verse 41 of Matthew 26. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. For the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Now he goes, he, he, he doesn't say just pray now. He said, now you need to watch and pray. Well, first thing you need to watch is yourself, your internal self. You got to keep an eye on yourself. And then you got to keep an eye on what's going on around you. you see. Because if you're not careful, that which is going on inside of you, if you miss it, you'll connect with that which is on the outside that you don't be a part of. And the next thing you know, you're going to have some problems in your life. Has anybody ever been there before? Amen? Mm-hmm. Plenty times, huh? Okay. We're breaking it on down. Let's go to Mark 13:33. And these things are up on the board. You, don't, you, don't, you, you know, I know some people don't like to. To find these things in the word. That's why we got that monitor there. Because we're living in a day, you know, people are lazy, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. I, I, I wish you wouldn't go to all them scriptures. Well, what you want me to do? Just get up here and run my mouth? Huh? You know, no, you need the word. You need the word. So don't be lazy on God. Because the word of God says that pray always and thank not so, so, so don't get lazy on him. So Jesus goes on in uh, Mark thirteen thirty-three, and he says, "Now this is what I need for you to do. First of all, I need for you to take heed and watch and pray." There he is again, talking about watching and praying. He didn't say pray and watch, right? He said watch and pray. Now, when you pray, you close your eyes, you can't see what's going on around you. Because he told you to watch his pray. You'll get your head busted. Run around here with your eyes closed, speaking in a false tongue and all that old crazy stuff. You need to know, somebody coming in and kill you. You need to know why you're praying. He said you need to be watching first. Amen. So I don't know where they get this. Close your eyes. I don't know where they get that from. When he done told me I need to keep my eyes open, where I know what's going on around me and be praying. See, because what my my connection with God is not in my posture in the physical, but it's in my posture in the spiritual. And if I bow down to God in Christ, then that's all that's necessary for me. To make my connection with God. Because he said, whosoever humble themselves in the sight of the Lord, he'll lift them up. So, he said, now you need to take heed, watch, and pray. Why? Because, for ye know not when the time is. We don't know when God is going to call us up out of here. And we really need to be ready. But here's this thing called backdoor ambush. Y'all cut them phones off. 
And those that are posting, do it in the back. So, here it is that God is telling us that we don't know when the time is. You see? We don't know. So he said, watch and pray. Because we might think that we got today, but today ain't over yet. And I hope we all got a lot more days left, but I know the sun's going down on me. I'm in the west end of life. I'm not on the east. Amen? So I got to realize that I need to get closer to God, that I need to be more talented in God, that I got to be more resourceful in God and in a greater relationship with God because, you see, he said, now, you don't know when the time is. So you need to start watching even more and praying even more. Amen? Because of this thing called backdoor ambush. Now let's get into the word. Second Chronicles 20, verse 1 and verse 3. Second Chronicles 20. We're going to start at the first verse. Backdoor ambush. If you're going to get ambushed, you're ambushed by surprise, right? Put that up there for me, uh, young man. And it came to pass after this also. This is where Jehoshaphat was messing around with Ahab previous to that. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others beside the Ammonites. See, there's a bunch of things coming with them other than the Ammonites. They came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Jehoshaphat is what God has judged. See, God has judged some things in us that are righteous and pure. Amen? These Moabs, these Moabites, go back to that first, first verse. Son. These Moabites and these Ammonites came from ancestors' spirit. When Lot, with his two daughters back in the Old Testament, when they were in that cave running from Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen? Now, that, those two children in the spiritual realm brought forth two nations, the Moabites and the Ammonites. Now, any time you take and you mix in the spirit of the world with the spirit of God, you create an incestuous spirit called religion. And religion will destroy you. I was listening to a brother the other day. God bless his soul. Good man, but he got bad doctrine. <laughs> you ever met good people, but they got bad doctrine? Uh, you know, <laughs> I done told them about these religious doctrines that they believe in. This once saved, always saved, when the Bible says it's extremely different from that. See, see, that's a man-made doctrine that'll get you put in hell quicker than anything, you know. And and, and then he said, you know, Jesus, he, he, he forgave us when we got saved. We forgive him for all our sins in the future, all our present sins. That ain't so. 
Because that ain't what the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of Romans that God reminds us, reminds means to do away with, the Bible explicitly says our past sins when he saved us. So that's false doctrine. But here's the key. He instituted a thing called repentance. That's the part they don't understand. See, you get saved and you continue to sin and you don't repent, you ain't saved. Because the Bible says, see, that how do you get in the book of life? You get in the book of life by being saved, right? Well, when you go to the Revelation, in, the, in, the, in I think it's Revelation 3, 6, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's in the third chapter. It'll tell you that if you overcome, I will not blot your name out of the book of life. So if you get saved and get written into the book of life, because that's the only way you're going to get written in it, God say, I can take you out of it too. Wait a minute. That just killed once saved, always saved. See, you can have good intentions, but false doctrine. That's why you need to know the word, and you need to be under the teachings of the word that go by what the Bible says, not what religion says. Because I teach Bible up in here. I preach Bible up in here. It makes no difference to me whether or not anybody agrees because of their philosophical views about things, about what they were taught by their ancestors or whatever, because most likely your ancestors were wrong too. That's why the Bible says you need to study and show yourself approved of God as a workman that doesn't need to be ashamed. That's rightly dividing the word of truth. Jesus saved us from our past sins when we got saved. Then he instituted repentance so that because we, we need to repent every day to get washed and continually washed in by the word of God. Amen? So don't play, don't, don't play church with me because our souls are at stake and I don't want nobody to think that they got this thing because they got saved over here. We had one saved, then got saved, and ain't seen them no more. We had that all the time. Well, what happened? So it's more than just because you might feel like you want to come to church. Uh huh. And then when you go to pick them up, all of a sudden, they won't even come to the door. But yesterday you were pleading, huh? Amen. And then what they done to you? See? Didn't even value your time. But see, that's what you call running on emotions. But when you truly got a connection with God, you'll seek to do and find a way to do better in him. Amen? So, put that scripture back up there, son. Here it is that the Moabites and Ammon, and Ammon <coughs> with others beside Ammon, they came up against Jehoshaphat. You see, I'm going to get to you about what these Ammonites are in Moab and Ammon is. Uh, uh, let me just go ahead and do it now, and then I'll reiterate it when I get to it. See, Jesus speaks about a thing called the, in Luke, uh, I think it's the fourth verse, or uh, fourth chapter in Luke, I'm not in Luke, but in Mark, he says that the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of sin 
and the lust of other things entering in. That's the Moabites and Ammon and the children of Ammon and the other ones that's coming along with it. See, see, the Bible breaks it down. And then it takes it to a new degree. Same story, but if it can't get you one way, I'll get you another way. But it's the same story over and over and over and over and over trying to get us in a better relationship with God. Put the next verse up there, son. So they coming at the things, see, 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 the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of sin, and the lust of other things that are in there, in the Moab, the Ammonites, and, and Ammon, and all of them. What's happening is, is that these are the things that's coming against what God has judged in us as being righteous. This is where Jehoshaphat comes in at, okay? Because Jehoshaphat means to be judged of God. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There come a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea, out of the spirit realm, on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazan Tamar, which is in Jendai. Now, listen, what in the world is they talking about here? They're talking about a lot of things here. So let's try to figure out what they're talking about. First of all, this thing that's in the world today, this spirit, it will come in us in a multitude, will it not? Will things not come at you sometime in a flood? But the Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Lord will lift up the standard against it. Amen? Not you, but the Lord. All right? It goes on and it tells us that they come from beyond the sea or the spiritual realm on this side of Syria. See, Syria means to exalt itself. And what the world system will try to do, it'll try to exalt itself in us. Amen? Because it wants to ambush us and cause us to be more focused on it instead of being focused on God. Amen? All right, all right, watch what this thing does here because it's tricky, it's tricky, it's tricky. Somebody say he's trying to trick me. That's what he's trying to do. He's a backdoor ambusher. And he will ambush us. How many have been ambushed in here? Many times. Many times. Why? Because we just didn't keep our eyes, we didn't watch. And we pray, didn't pray. We prayed, but we wasn't watching. Now, this thing will exalt itself, Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazan Tamar. Now, what Hazazan Tamar tries to do is it wants to divide and take your wealth from you. You work all week long, right? Advertisement all the time. You're seeing something. The eyes are never full. Make you want it, don't it? Make you want to spend your money, don't it? That's, that's what that is. That thing done exalted itself in you. And what it wants to do is take your wealth that God has given you, and it wants to take it for itself. Amen? And now when it gets it, now you're over there looking stupid. Your wealth gone. Amen. Come on, y'all. We don't bought houses we don't need, cars we don't drive, clothes we don't wear. Uh, 
Food we don't eat. Am I preaching up in here this morning? Yeah. Wants to take your wealth from you. Wants to take it and divide it among themselves. That's what them Ammonites, the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of sin, the lust of other things enter in. And that's what it wants to do. It wants to take your wealth from you and put you in poverty. It's like a horse woman. The Bible says a horse woman will bring a man to a piece of bread. That's what the word of God says. That's what it says. If you got a problem with that, talk to God. Don't talk to me. Talk to God. He's the one is in the book. They all not talk like that. I ain't talking to you unless you want them. Did I hit you? I'm not going to apologize if I did, because I know what's in my house. I know we got godly women. I know that. But see, that, that word woman, that don't just necessarily mean a female. That's a spirit. See, that's that old Jezebel spirit. And a whole lot of men ain't got that thing in them. Whole lot of men got that thing in them. Ain't got nothing to do with a female. Got everything to do with trying to get what belongs to God from you. And take it and divide it for himself. Now you over there reduced to a piece of bread while he's partying. The devil, I will shoot you. Now look at this thing. It wants to divide. And take up your wealth. Hazazon Tamar is in a place called in Jedi, which means desert place. You see, that's what that thing will do. It'll put you in a desert place, in a barren place. See, that's what the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of sin and the lust of the other things entering in will do to you. It, it, it'll put you in a, in a, in a place where, where, where you're in a barren place in life. You know, there is no spiritual waters running and there is no progression running. But me, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. I will give praise unto the God of my authority and the power that he has given me. I will serve the Lord. It is required of me that I serve the Lord. It's not a request. It's a command. So it said now, they're coming through a desert place. I'm talking about a backdoor ambush coming from a desert place to try to take you down. And, and, and watch what, in verse 3, watch what Jehoshaphat do. See, Jehoshaphat means those things that God is Judged in us as being righteous. Verse 3 says in Second Chronicles 20, verse 3, it says, And Jehoshaphat feared. Mm. You ever been afraid? You ever been triggered by something 
that's coming at you. And it's done triggered something inside of you to take you to a place that you don't want to go. And now you're scared of it. Because the things that God has righteously judged in you, you want to do. Paul puts it like this every time I go to do good. Evil is there present with me. I want to do good, but I ain't figured out how to do it yet. See, that's that thing. That's that thing. See, that's the thing where God, when, when he, he, he declares what's righteous in us and makes a judgment call for it. And then the Moab, the Ammonites, and their children and others, that thing starts coming out. And it tricks us. And it causes a trigger inside of us. And we begin to tremble inside. Because we don't want to go there. But we're afraid. Mm-hmm. Jehoshaphat said Jehoshaphat feared. He feared for what was coming at him. Because he wanted to do what was right. And when you want to do what's right, you don't want nobody bothering you. When you're trying to do what's right, you don't want to be triggered by your insanity. Come on, church. But it comes. And because of what this thing has done to you in the past, what you do, you start trembling, you know. Because this thing has dealt with you before. But the only difference then is before I didn't have this word. Now this word that I'm getting today, see, can deal with you. Can deal with this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't deal with it. Little by little, one step at a time, faith by faith, glory to glory, righteousness to righteousness, holiness to holiness. It's in steps. It's in steps. So, I said now, he, he feared. And, 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 but look what he did, though, when he feared. He set himself to do what? Seek the Lord. Mm-hmm. He didn't seek it. <laughs> the Bible says, flee. And when he sought the Lord, he began to proclaim a fast throughout all. Somebody say praise. Because that's what Judah is. Now he proclaimed what we call a fast. Now let me tell you something. This fast ain't got nothing to do with you putting food in your mouth. Forget that. This is a different type fast. He says that he proclaimed a fast in all of Judah. In all your praise. In other words, a lot of times we go to God and we want to give him praise for the things that he's given us in the material world. Come on, y'all. God don't want that kind of fast. He don't want that kind of praise. When you go, when you go to that fast in him, I'm going to show you what kind of fast he's talking about. Go to Isaiah 59, I think verse 19. I think it is. Yeah, Isaiah, 
Are we there? Put it up there for me, son, please. Look here. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west. That's not the one that I wanted. And his spirit from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. But there's a fast, a proclamation of God in Isaiah, the 58th chapter, about the fast that God is talking about. The fast that God is talking about has nothing to do with food, but it has everything to do with a spiritual fast that will keep you from going to God, giving God praise for material things, for a job, for this. And all that's well and good, but this ain't that kind of fast, people. This is a different situation. This fast, Isaiah 58 tells us that it breaks yokes. It releases us from the burdens. See, a lot of times, them things that we go to God in praise for are the really the things that burdens us. Because everything costs money. And a lot of times we go to God and we give praise to God for something that the devil has given us. That puts us in bondage. Anytime you got an extra bill, you just put some more bondage on yourself. So it ain't nothing out here that don't cost money. Everything out here costs money. M-O-N-E-Y. That ain't the kind of fast God is talking about. God say, the fast that I'm talking about here is a fast that's on such a spiritual level that when you go to me in praise, don't take none of that stuff with you to give praise to me for no cause, for no job, for no money, for nothing, none of that. I want you to come to me and praise me because I'm God. And God alone. That's the kind of fast we're talking about here. Because Jehoshaphat, notice what he did. He feared. And we done already talked to you about them things that come at us sometimes and trigger us into fear. Because we haven't dealt with it so good in the past. And here it's coming again, you know. Because it's done made its rounds on us again. But God said that Jehoshaphat did what? He sought the Lord. Now, when you seek the Lord, you don't seek the Lord with material praise. you got to have a spiritual praise for it. God don't care nothing about you running around this flow, flipping all over the, 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 the pew, because some preacher done told you that you're going to get blessed with some money, and now you done cut a wheelie. That's stupid. That's foolishness to God. See, all this stuff that we think is important is foolishness to God. God ain't interested in one thing, and that's our soul being saved. Because all this other stuff going to pass away. See, church, we got to get closer to God. We got to be more real with God. We got to learn to serve God the same way we try to serve him up in here. We need to do it out there. On the job, it don't make no difference what we need to be serving God all the time. All the time. Sometime ain't going to do. So, so he goes on now. He said, now he's thin and he seeks God and God said, now look, you need to go on this fast. Isaiah 58, 6. Go there for me, please. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 58, 6. 
to you about that fast. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? Look what it does. To loose the bands of wickedness. Uh-huh. See them things that's coming out of us, triggering us? That's wickedness. He said, I'm going to get you out of that. If you, if you do this fast the way that I'm telling you to. See, this is the fast right here. They ain't said nothing about food, eating, and all that old crazy stuff. They ain't talking about that. It says also to the undo the heavy burden. Man, do you know that we're in a mental crisis in this country? Not only in the world, but in this country. Because of this virus. Because of the burden of it. He said, I'm going to undo that heavy burden. Well, he done already told us what to do. Go in, shut the door until it overpasses. It don't mean you can't go out or nothing. It just means you got to shut yourself up in here. Come on, y'all. And he said, now this fast here is to let the oppressed go free. And that ye break, not some of the yokes, every yoke. See, this fast we're talking about. We ain't talking about them other fasts that y'all ladies be on. Drinking juices and all that. That'll help your physical body. That's going to pass away. Now, ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it, but I'm talking on another level here. I'm talking on a level with, spiritual, with, a, with a spiritual God. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, we're on another level here. Are y'all with this? Yeah. We're on another level here. We ain't, talking about, we ain't talking about this level. We talking about up, up top. He said, now this, this is the kind of fast that I'm talking about. A fast that's going to break all of them things. It's got you in bondage. You seek me and you go up in this fast the way you're supposed to go up in it. And I'll deal with that. And I'm going to show you that God will deal with it too. All right. Second Chronicles 20 verse 13 through 16 and we're out of here. Let's start at verse 13. Over there. I want you to look at this. Verse 13. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 13. And who? And who? And who? Ain't one person up in here? All these people up in there. I can't hear no Bible. One person. And who? Boy, y'all weak. God can't even hear that. A mouse can't even hear that. Oh, we look like grasshoppers. We just grasshoppers. That's why we scared. We just, they look like giants and we just grasshoppers. Well, I ain't no grasshopper. I'm a warrior. And I say, oh, Judah. See, y'all ain't got no strength in y'all. Ain't got no fire. And all Judah stood before the Lord. Look where they stood before the Lord. With their little ones, that's them little things that's growing in your God. And their wives, that's that spiritual connection that you have with God. See, it's got to go there too. And their children, that's the offsprings that comes from this spiritual connection that you have in God. Let me tell you something right now. You see, there is this thing called praise. Praise is like foreplay with a man and a woman. You know what I'm saying? When a man gets a woman ready, then she's ready, right? Well, that's the way praise is with us. We praise God because we're his bride, amen? So what we're doing is we are caressing God 
to take notice of us because we're about to enter into what we call a consummation. Consummation, is, it, it turns into a worship. Praise turns into worship. They're not the same. Praise is a lower level than worship. Praise is what gets you there. Worship is what keeps you there. And produces for you. Because when you're in worship, God has consummated with his bride. And what he does is he begins to put seeds in you. That's where them children come from. God say, all of this stuff, all the Jehoshaphat that's in you, all of this stuff that I have given you and judged accordingly as being righteous, the word of God says, I want all that. I want you to stand before me because we, we talk about a fast in praise. He said, bring it all to me. Just bring the good stuff. Just bring the stuff that I gave you. Don't bring the, just bring the stuff that's going to last forever in this, in this fast. Don't bring that other stuff because I got you covered on that. See, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. That's a true statement. Even in your worst day, you're still going to eat. Somebody will feed you. You can find some cover somewhere. Too many abandoned houses. You can find some cover. You see, see God said, I'll take care of you. You can say, how? See, we don't want to set these standards on whether a person is doing good or whether this person is doing You don't know who that is standing there with that sign. Could be, could be God Almighty himself. Oh, you better watch yourself. Take heed that you entertain strangers, for they've been angels unaware. What did I tell you this morning about when we was talking about how people, they'll run their mouth, and then that thing will come back around on them? You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Because the old dog got a bone today. He might not have one tomorrow. But another dog that you've done wrong might have one. You better bring them alone. You might need them. Good to see you, Joe. Been asking about you, bro. Good to see you. You better bring them along. You don't even know when you're going to need somebody or who you're going to need. So he said, now, all of them stood before the Lord. Everything. And verse 14, watch this. Now we're fitting to get into the meat. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benani, the son of Jehel, the son of Mathaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asap, Asap, y'all know, was a musician of praise, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Mm-hmm. See, doing that thing called a Spiritual fast to God, God gonna begin to talk to you. Gonna start giving you instructions on the ambush that's coming at you from the back. So the instructions begin to come, he says now in verse 15. He said, Hearken ye, not some Judah, but Somebody say all Judah. And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, which is peace. And thou king 
Jehoshaphat. Those things that God has judged in us that should be ruling king in us. Amen? Amen. All right, come on. It says now, be not afraid. See, we got to learn, first of all, that whatever it is that's coming, don't be afraid of it. Keep that, keep that up there for me, son. Whatever it is, don't be afraid. You know what I'm saying? I just talked about triggering you. And because you didn't do so good in the past, you know, it scares you. You know, you start trembling a little bit inside, you get a little butterfly. Oh, God, I got to deal with this again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all sit there like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. God reading all y'all manuscripts. Just quit faking. Sitting there like y'all and you know you're jacked up. Just stop it. You don't have to do that. God came to save the messed up. He didn't come to save. Physician don't need a whole man. Sick man need a doctor. <laughs> and he said, Hurricane all ye all Judah. Y'all don't see how y'all be looking at me sometimes. And ye in heaven. Y'all don't see how y'all looking at yourself sometimes. Uh, here. Let me see the rocks it is. Ain't no rocks in there. I'm glad they pick up some rocks and I'm going to let them stone me. <laughs> Let's go ahead on this stone. <laughs> oh, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord. He said, uh, don't you be afraid. That's the first thing he said uh, when that old thing started triggering. You know, it tried to, don't you be afraid. You got to hear that. And don't you be dismayed by reason of this great multitude because we got to remember when the enemy comes in like a flood, like a great multitude, that God said, I will lift up a standard unto him. You don't have to. He said, now watch this. Do not be afraid by the reason of this great multitude for the battle is what? Not yet. See, y'all don't say nothing with no power up in here. That's why you ain't got no power. For the battle is what? That, did that hurt? No. Why somebody got to pump y'all up to get you? Don't, don't nobody got to pump y'all up to eat? No. Nothing but hunger. Let's say, say, Joe, did you hear? You got to just about kill them. Do you talk? And God said, open your mouth. Tell me what you want. He said, for the battle is not yours, but God's. He said, don't you be afraid of that thing. Don't you be dismayed. He said, this, this is personal to God. He said, you, we are personal to God. God got a problem when we being picked on. Y'all don't hear me. Man, nothing came down here and died for us. You think he don't have a problem when, when, when the devil is picking on his children? You think he don't have a problem with that? He said, don't you worry about that. This battle here belongs to me. Don't you worry about that. I'll show you who I am. And then he, he begins on and he goes on and he says, now watch this now. Verse 16. What's that first word there? Tomorrow. Not today. Why not today, Lord? Tomorrow. Tomorrow means your next season. 
Why not today, Lord? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because first of all, today you're in praise. You're in that spiritual fast in praise. You got to come out of that first because while you're up there, you're getting instruction. Now, when you come down out of that, then he instructs us after we receive this word. See, yo, tomorrow, even though today is today, yo, tomorrow is happening now because of the level of the word that you're giving. Can y'all get with that? This word is taking you into your tomorrow. But you've got to believe it. You've got to honor it. You've got to fight for this thing. This thing just ain't going to happen. You've got to do what God sent us to do. And then God said, now, I'm going to tell you what to do. All you've got to do. I got the rest of it. He said, now, look, tomorrow go ye down against them. Uh-huh. Behold, they come up from the cliff of Ziz. Woo. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook. Oh, before the wilderness of Jeriel. He's giving us some serious instructions here. First of all, put it back up there, please, son. It says, they come. That's them things that's coming at us. They keep turning themselves into an angel of light. Watch this. They come up by the cliff of Ziz. Ziz means false light. It looks like it's okay to do it. Because it's disguised as a light bearer. Satan and his ministers keep turning himself into an angel of light. So it looks like it's all right to do it. That's why we keep doing it. But after we do it, we get tore off. God said, look, I'm going to show you where you've been going wrong in your life. I'm going to show you what you need to do to get you to that next level because I got greater things in your tomorrow, which is right now. Right now. He said, now, this thing that keeps clothing itself in this false light, that thing is a cliff. <laughs> you know what will happen if you walk off a cliff? And that's what, do I, do I need to explain what happens when you walk off a cliff? <laughs> will, will it never have you walk off a cliff? Yes, it will, won't it? You have your head all busted and you'll get right back up on that cliff again. And doggone it, here I go again. Bam! Mm-hmm. You can't tell me the word ain't true if the word is preached right. If the word is preached right. That's power in this word if the word is preached right. Not all that old junk garbage they got out here. I don't even listen to it. I got to have a word. I got a big appetite. You can't give me anything. They got this sandwich. I know that's the same sandwich. Been there three days. I know it is, baby. And that sandwich be in my bag every day. If I don't eat it, she'll put it in another bag and put this in. He said, now hold up. I said, now wait a minute. This is that same sandwich. <laughs> so last night she said, you see this? 
She dropped it in the, I'm letting you see me drop, drop this in the wastebasket. Yeah, three days old. No, I'm just joking, though. She's a good girl. Just joking with her. Put that back up there, son. So, it says now, this cliff of Ziz is a false light. See, that thing that's coming at us, cares of the world, deceitfulness of, sin, of, of riches, and the lust of the other thing, that's a false light. That thing is wearing false clothing. Make it look like it's the light. But when you get it, you find ain't no light in this. Ain't nothing in this. It's a cliff. Because the love of money is the root of all evil. That's a cliff. So, you shall find them at the end of the book. Now, first of all, he's letting you know that these things that's triggering us and, 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 and we're afraid of falling into the captivity of again. First of all, what God is telling us is that it's wearing a false light. And then he instructs us to tell us where to find it. Look what he says here. And you shall find them at the end of the book. You know what a brook is? A brook is a river or a stream which about to run into a larger body of water. Water represents your blessings from God. God wants to take you from the brook into the greater body of the water. But look where the enemy is. He's at the end of the brook right before you. Good God Almighty. Boy, if y'all don't catch that, you don't catch nothing. He's right there. He said, now here's where you're going to find him. He's right there at the end of the book where it's about to go into the greater glory, the greater blessing. And what he does is he wants to take it from you before he can get there. Because he knows what God has in store for you and I. Am I making sense of this? So what happens is, is that he stops it up. How many times has the enemy stopped up the brook and caused us from getting to that next level, which we said on Monday that we were going to do better? But on Thursday and Friday, the brook got stopped up. Come on, y'all. How many times? Too many. Too many. God said, I'm going to deal with him. This is where you're going to find him at. So, church, we got to stay focused on that thing that's at the end of the book that's trying to stop. And it's right here in here. It's right in here. we got to stay focused on that thing that's right there at the end of the book that's all time trying to take the blessings out of the flowing waters that's flowing through us to keep us, because if, if, if he's ever removed, cares of the world, deceitfulness of sin, lust of other things in See, if we ever can get that out of the way, sky's the limit. Universe is the limit. Universe is the limit. He said, now, you are going to find him at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it will be before the wilderness of Juriel. The word Juriel means to be taught by God. Did God teach you today? 
He must not. Nobody but Martha left. I ain't even going to do that to God and ask you again. But you know what? Martha Lett, you're going to get your blessing. The rest of them closed mouths, they ain't got nothing coming. They just got cursed. You know why you got cursed? You did it to yourself. God sat here today and taught y'all how to be a winner, a victorious winner. And you didn't even have the decency to open your mouth and acknowledge that God had did it. Now, what do you think God's going to do for you? Why should he? Why should he? So the only thing I can tell you, come back next week and try it again. Amen? Give him praise.